Hi, my name is Juni, and today is uh, January 21st, 2024. Uh, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast. I'm not a financial advisor, and nothing to say is financial advice. I'm literally just a normal retail trader, just like you. I'm not certified or a graduate of finance, just a trader that started on Wall Street bets years ago. I've lost a lot of money and made some of it back and more after finding a system that worked for me. I share my trades, system, and experiences all for free. You can view all my trades for free at thetagang.com slash juni, no sign up required, and email me any questions that I'll answer on the podcast at juni at thetagang.com. Lastly, I stream on Twitch every weekday for at least an hour at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Come hang out, ask me questions, vent, or just chill. It's a positive environment and everyone is welcome at twitch.tv slash realthetagang. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I know I did. I usually record this on Friday, but I'm recording this today on Sunday uh, because I had to weigh in for a competition that I had yesterday on Saturday on Friday. So I weighed in on Friday. That took all the energy and all my attention because I was just so hungry, so thirsty after weighing in that I ate and then came home, rested for the competition. So didn't have my normal opportunity to record the podcast, uh, and so I'm recording it now. Uh, if you're wondering about my competition, it's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition, and I went 1-2 and two yesterday. I lost my first match, and then I won my second one, and then lost in the third one. It's always a learning experience. Um, I feel like when you go to competitions, you just... I, th- I feel like this should be in most uh, sports, because I didn't play sports in high school or anything. Uh, but I, w- I would con- probably consider, you know, anytime you go to a competition when you're really nervous and you really want to win and you put yourself out there, you learn so much uh, of like just like how to, I don't know, manage your emotions, manage, you know, what you've learned and uh, control your anxiousness, turning it into excitement. Competition itself is just a whole nother beast, but it is a good test to see like where you're really at because when you... I don't know, when you train or when you do your hobby in the comfort of your own home, in the comfort comfort of your own gym, it is night and day difference when you go out to competition. And so I'm very thankful that, um, you know, either I wouldn't say that I was raised to love competition or anything, um, but I definitely learned to love it uh, through my own, I don't know, my own journey. And so while I'm very competitive in nature, I'm I'm a great learner. Like if I want to get better at something or I want to really learn something, um, you know, I see competition or setting up challenges for myself being a huge uh, help in that. And so I see some parallels as I'm talking about it or, you know, I hear some parallels as I'm talking about it uh, about, you know, me and ThetaGang.com. I challenged myself when I initially started to see if ThetaGang style trades actually did work, put all my trades publicly. Everyone thought it was really awesome that I was showing them uh, showing all my trades, my wins and losses. People wanted to start accounts, and boom, datagang.com started growing. 
and four years later, here we go. So there's lots to learn. Um, if you're in a in a, in a sort, certain hobby and you're always afraid of competing, I'd highly encourage doing it. You learn so much, and it helps structure your next few training sessions really well. Just to work on you know what you learned about yourself in that sort of moment in time, and what you can do going forward. And um, Theta Gang, just trying to reel it back one more time. If you go out to competition, or if you're trying to draw parallels, if you record your trades and you record your losses, you'll always have a record to look back on. You know, I record my matches. I record myself losing my hand and not getting raised. Um, and you should record your losses on ThetaGang.com to just keep track of, yeah, these lotto plays or these earnings plays that you keep losing do add up where you could have maybe saved up even faster to write that cash secured put if you wanted. So just a food for thought. Very grateful. I also think I broke my thumb. Uh, I have a doctor's appointment Tuesday after the stream uh, to get it checked out. Um, if it's broken, it's maybe slightly broken. It's definitely um, more than a sprain. It hurts to even put my hand on the mouse. Like I got to like stretch my thumb to wrap it around the mouse. It's, it sucks, especially because it's on my right hand. And that's the one that like, I like, I don't know, I press my spacebar on my right thumb. I like cl click on my back button with my thumb on my mouse. It's very annoying. So yeah, that's just going through that. But really, 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 really grateful for this weekend. Grateful for the opportunity just to do jujitsu. Grateful for a theta game. Grateful for everything. Let's get in it. So I'm looking at my notes for my podcast script, and I actually see that after I reset it from last week's podcast episode, I actually haven't written anything in here, and I could probably tell why, and it's because my weight cut really affected my mental bandwidth for the week. So I think I'm going to just reflect on a little bit about my 5K account and my main account, and this, the, the title of this uh, podcast episode will be Extra clickbaity because i have a a pretty surprising announcement in just a maybe the next section but i'll let's quickly talk about my 5k account and my main account right now so every morning monday through friday uh i stream on twitch at 9 a.m pacific time um on twitch.tv slash real theta gang and there i chat with the chat chat is asking me questions about like oh you know what do you think about this trade or have you seen this news and we're just kind of casually chatting around and sometimes i help people out with you know some questions they might have or um you know i'm opening trades live in my terminal i'm opening my trades inside a Robinhood account so if you're scared of like you know coming to my stream because you're like oh i'm just gonna see like this scary looking money um red and green black terminal well that's for my main account i do still open trades on my Robinhood account on my on my uh, twitch stream uh so if you're only sort of fluent at looking at the Robinhood ui then uh, there's a good part of the chunk of the stream where you'll still be able to know uh <laughs> what makes sense because i get it the, i can see a lot of um uh, content creators they share like their trading terminal and you just have no idea what the heck is going on the the vibes of the twitch stream super casual like i'm not using any big words i'm trading stocks that we all know and love like amd nvidia costco like you know the more responsible side of wall street bets i guess you know i don't necessarily trade gamestop or amc or anything like that um but i do trade stocks about of, of companies that we know 
Like I don't trade any weird derivative of like some, uh, I don't know, some hedge fund you've never heard of or some bank in whatever region you've never heard of. I trade actual companies that I use and that I love. Like for example, I'm you know Apple. I haven't traded Apple in quite some long time, but that's an example. But Costco is my main example right now. Um, and then AMD and NVIDIA, of course, as well as Shopify and a few other items. And so as I'm streaming, I stream a 5K account and a main account. My 5K account reached all-time high this week, which was really awesome. It reached all-time high on January 18th, which was just this last Thursday. So it just creeped up a little bit more. It reached an all-time high of about like $6,138. Um, and then on Friday, it went down just like... 20 bucks <laughs> and I uh, ended at $6,116. So we're still a good 1.1K above from where we started. And um, this account, not very old, um, or this challenge, not very old. We started it in November 2nd, 2023. So it's only been about one, two, about three months. Uh, three months, and the account is 22% up for the year. And I'm just very grateful for that. Right now, um, the one of the cooler topics of the Twitch stream has been for the 5K account, the short iron condor that I have for Costco. Um, I'd say like, I don't know, like the day I opened it and onwards, Costco has really just gone up a lot. And as we know, uh, short iron condors are very good when the stock price is stable or neutral. Um, not so good if it goes down a lot or up a lot, but Costco has gone up a lot. So. It's cool being able to navigate a trade like a short iron condor live on stream. So if you've ever considered doing a short iron condor and you want to see an example of one going not so well, you can come to the Twitch stream and check it out. Um, what I've done so far uh, is I've written two put credit spreads actually um, to help mitigate some of the losses if Costco does stay elevated. But uh, I did some risk reward analysis of, you know, if I hold Costco short iron condor over the weekend, if it continues going up, maybe I'll lose 50 more dollars. But there is a good chance that Costco could correct just a bit um, below my uh, top or upper wing of 685. Costco right now is trading at, let me see here, 695. So it'd have to come down like 10 more dollars basically for me not to lose any money on this iron condor. Um, but otherwise, I do have two put credit spreads that's going to really, really help me, um, you know, mitigate the losses on the short on Condor there. I'm really proud that I'm able to show these cases um, of, you know, these strategies not working because as of right now on my 5K account, looking here on my um, on my junior 5K profile on ThetaGang.com, I believe I've only lost once so far. And that was in 2023. Yeah. So my only loss uh, so far in 2023 has been uh, Target. And that was a put credit spread. Uh, and I lost one time this year already uh, on the long put for Crocs that I wrote. I lost $123 there. Um, but even with those two losses still uh, reaching all-time high uh, just this last Thursday, very grateful um, to be where I am on the 5k account uh, and very grateful again staying transparent I'm telling you if you don't even believe me right like it's very hard to believe that someone's just putting their trades out there for free and I get it 
But the only way you'll believe me is if you keep coming to the Twitch streams and then you see me trade these trades and log these logs just as a second backup. You know, just like, hey, how do I know if really these trades that you're posting on your profile are real? I always have my Twitch stream as a backup. So you can always go there and check out um, what I'm doing is real. But also, just say hi. You know, be friendly. We can become friends. We can just say hi, good morning in the mornings. It's a good time. Next up, we have my main account. Very proud of my main account. My main account is now at $341,930. And my profit loss for the year is $16,833. Uh, that puts me at a profit loss percentage of about 5.1%. And uh, that puts me, let me see here. What is SPY at? SPY stock. Okay. And then we go to uh, year to date. SPY is up 2.20% and I am up 5.1%. So I'm doing twice as good as SPY or rather just a little bit better than double than SPY. Wait, how does the math work? Was it double at four? So 2.20 which SPY, double that, that's 4.4. 5.1 is greater than 4.4. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's how my brain thinks. I'm so bad at math. Um, but I'm doing better than I'm doing better than spy by double by whatever percentage that is. It's crazy um, with a very large account. I feel like I want to say this right now. A lot of people think the more money you have, uh, the easier it is to trade. And while I would agree with the amount of knowledge I have now, I think that's somewhat true. If you have a large amount of money, you can make safer choices you can make higher probability of profit bets that will net you a more predictable income i fundamentally believe that and that's why i very much advocate for people saving up their money with their paychecks putting it in responsible places um, dollar cost averaging into you know long stock positions saving up that money so you could eventually write a wheel and when you do write a wheel maybe have three times the capital to run the wheel three times I'm very pro bigger account, but I think a common fallacy is people think as soon as they like get a windfall of money that they're suddenly going to become a better trader and that that couldn't be like less true. I fundamentally believe that your habits stay with you. If you are losing tons of money trading on a small account, you're going to lose tons of money trading a large account and you should almost be grateful that you're losing the amount of money that you are on a small account right now so that, you know, if you're young, especially if you're young, you're losing this money now to learn these lessons now so that when you do, I don't know, somehow get a large amount of money, maybe you start working your job, that you'll just have a little bit more awareness than if you had not done it earlier. Uh, while I wish that no one would ever have to lose money to learn, uh, I think that's just how we're hardwired. I think, you know, without losing and feeling that gut-wrenching pain of you know that first loss and gut-wrenching is relative you know ten losing ten dollars to someone is as gut-wrenching as losing a thousand or ten thousand dollars to someone else but uh yeah putting your money into something like a virtual stock market on your phone app and then winning nothing will ever like prepare you for the first loss that you'll get because after you put your money in to a virtual app and you suddenly start making money 
your first gut instinct is going to be, well, now I just wish I put in more money. <laughs> and you're not going to have that sort of a risk management or risk appetite, um, you know, altered in any way that will benefit you from learning these lessons, especially if you have, if you start off on a good foot. And that's what we kind of see on those Wall Street bet graphs, right? When people post their big, huge losses, usually when the, we, we look at that red Robinhood graph, there's like a very tiny blip of up, you know, in the very start of the graph before it goes meteorically down. Uh, and that's because I do believe that, yeah, I think there is a good adage there of the first one is free. And that's like a drug reference, I'm sure, you know. Um, not that I would know, but, uh, the first one being free is absolutely true here. Um, there's a lot of confidence that you get when you first start trading and you first start winning. Um, and I'd hate for you to win your first one, get very confident, slam like a six digit figure into that first trade or that second trade. And then, you know, become one of the people that post those screenshots and so let the lesson be that if you have a, what you consider a smaller account, that, you know, try your best to trade in a way that can scale uh, going into the future um, for that bigger account. Because we trade stocks and options to make money. And the point of that is to grow your account. And maybe a benefit later could be that you take higher probability of profit bets. Uh, I started with, I think, like, $3,000 testing out put credit spreads and call credit spreads. Um, and then, you know, I uh, slowly grinded that for maybe like six months, started writing cash secured puts and covered calls. And I've been doing that ever since, you know, late 2019, early 2020. And I grew from three to, to 8K, 8K to 25K, 25K to 50K. Um, and then, you know, after I made my first hundred K after about like a year and a half, um, it was smooth sailing from there. Like I built so many good habits from, you know, writing these call credit spreads and put credit spreads and short iron condors, um, that when I started getting to larger, um, plays like cash secure puts and covered calls, I still had my trigger discipline because I was closing out my, um, plays for 50%. I would, take an early 30% off the table. Uh, I would be very comfortable with, you know, having my trades go to the very last day. All these rules from just, you know, trading responsibly on a smaller account. Uh, granted, I feel like, you know, recording my trades, especially in the beginning, because, you know, I was posting it on com when I was like the only one on it, because uh, this was before you were able to make an account. Um, it really motivated me to be a responsible trader because I knew that people were looking at my profile and I was like, oh, it'd be kind of embarrassing if I like did a stupid play and then blew up my account. So um, that have that be some sort of a motivation if you wanted to start this sort of journey and record your trades and share it with a few people that you wanted uh, to share your trades to. But yeah, I feel very lucky to have my 5K account be up 22.32% since I started it back in November for about three months. And my main account is now up 5.1%. And uh, very, very thankful that um, I'm continuing to have my good trading habits. I think a lot of that is also due uh, to my trading community that I'm a part of. 
um, I suggest that everyone should be trading inside a community um, that you feel comfortable with. It doesn't have to be mine. It doesn't have to be the Theta Gang Discord from the uh, Theta Gang Patreon. It could be really any other community. It could be just your IRL friends even. Um, but if you get a really good community that trades very similarly like you, um, you're going to do a lot better sticking to the plan. And it's especially good if you feel comfortable sharing your losses. Uh, when you share your losses, you do, I think, sort of actualize You know, your learnings better. You know, being uh, Having that space that you can feel like you can be wrong in uh, helps a lot. It helps internalize a lot of the rules that you're going to set for yourself. Uh, but also, you know, losing sucks. And having a community around you that is welcoming when you lose is even better. Because a lot of communities, I'm sure, uh, if you lose, you're just kind of seen as like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore. Uh, I'm just going to continue listening to this guy that only posts wins. So people get decentivized to share their learnings with other people. Um, so I think a good community uh, reinforces, you know, this sort of like, um, I guess, sharing of losses uh, to help better, I don't know, everyone else in the community too. Because I understand when people write into me in email, uh, whether if it's they're in part of the community or not, uh, at least the Discord one, that uh, it's a good reminder of me keeping up with my uh, sort of uh, responsible financial habits because, you know, as people share, you know, how they lose, you're like, oh, that's right, yeah, I probably should not do that. And it rings a little alarm in your head when you are trading during that week and you're like, didn't that person just, you know, lose with this sort of strategy or what can I do? Because I do want to do a similar strategy, but I want to be a little bit safer. Oh, right. So I'll just write a little bit further out the money this time. Or maybe I will wait until I receive more premium uh, than that person last time, etc. So find a trading community that works for you. It doesn't have to be mine. Mine is pretty good. It's really good. But uh, find a trading community that is welcoming to you. So we took a small break, and I think I want to close off this episode with just a little bit how I'm trading uh, this January. So this is the end of the third uh, week of January of the new year. So we're only three weeks into the new year, and uh, I want to share a little bit of what's working for me so far so that maybe you can incorporate it into some of your strategy. Um, for the 5K account... Not so much activity. Um, I've been trading Costco a lot just as of recent. So, for example, my only three trades open right now for the 5K account are uh, Costco-related. My other plays have been bearish call credit spreads on PayPal and Square. Though I've only written one of each on both of those, and I've won on both of those. Uh, And then I also traded a little bit of Crocs, and I also traded a little bit of Microsoft. And that's for my smaller account. Um, these have all been put credit spreads and call credit spreads and short on condors. Um, the only trade that I have lost this year has been the Crocs long put. Again, that's a put that I bought that I lost on. Everything else uh, I sold or wrote. Right now with the three trades on Costco, my put credit spreads being green and my short on condor being red, 
uh, I'm kind of just seeing how this play plays out because I don't want to get my trades a little too complicated. Um, and it, it's so funny. I care about my 5K account more than I do my main account. It's 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 really funny. Um, the chat sort of uh, makes fun of me a little bit for it, and I I just think it's 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 a really good time. If if you want to come check it out again, that's twitch.tv slash real theta gang. And uh, now I want to go and talk about my main account, which is again beating spy um, by you know more than double uh, so far, and. My main strategy, you know, I did talk about how I wanted to shift into cybersecurity this year. My biggest um, stock gains have been from uh, at least one of my cybersecurity positions, and that's Palo Alto Networks. Um, I have another position in CrowdStrike, which is also doing pretty well. And uh, I didn't rush into these positions. You know, I had a thesis. I said, you know what, I think cybersecurity might be more popular this year. I've seen some of the Octus stuff that happened last year, some of the, um, I don't know, there's just been a I watch a lot of cybersecurity stuff on YouTube. So I'm just like getting into this space. Um, so I thought I'd get into some cybersecurity stock to maybe help motivate me to either look at cybersecurity more and all that fun stuff. And it paid off. I dollar cost averaged into these positions. You know, I bought small positions like 12 shares at a time, 13 shares at a time, then maybe 25 shares and then 50 shares, you know, slowly getting up to that 100 share number and then being able to write covered calls. And that's been working for me really, really well. So I suggest, you know, right now my main mode of thinking is if I were to sort of wanting to join or buy a new company that I'm like testing, it's again through my normal strategy of buying in 12 13 25 share increments the reason why i do that is as i buy 12 13 and 25 there will always be a even number of shares i could buy to get to 100 where i'm not being too touchy-feely with the number that i buy i'll usually just start with either 12 or 13 and then make my next one 25 and then 50 and then maybe the next one is 12 and 13 etc um, this just helps me sort of formalize my dollar cost average um, strategy. And talking about the rest of my portfolio, I'm invested into NVIDIA, AMD, and Crocs, uh, as well as Costco. And for these positions, I'm my main strategy here is not to necessarily have stock appreciation or just be in here just kind of chilling. Uh, I understand because I don't have a nine to five job. I need to really make sure that my money is working for me and I'm doing what I do best. And what I do best is, I believe, trade stocks when the stocks are going up. So we all know that this market has gone up. A lot of people get very cold feet when the market goes up. Um, And as being someone that trades uh, a large amount of contracts, you know, for average retail trader, I think that I trade a good amount of contracts, uh, cash secure puts and covered calls. It can be very scary entering these positions. And what's been working for me is writing at the money. Uh, I typically stay away from cash secured puts in these sort of environments because I know that if I write a cash secured put and then the stock starts going down, there's a heavy chance that we can correct by a heavy, big amount because we've just gone up so high. So what I would rather do is I would buy 100 shares and sell an at-the-money cover call because I am totally fine with getting the amount of money that I sold the cover call. I'm totally okay with just that premium. If it goes past that premium, great. I'll just buy another 100 shares and write another cover call. Uh, But however, if we go down, that's where I think the buy right makes a lot of sense because on the way down, 
I can close the covered call early for a gain, okay? Because I've gained um, sort of the premium of the covered call losing value and I could buy it back for cheaper. And then from that moment on, I can have more flexibility. I can write another covered call at any date, at any expiration. It depends, or any date or any strike. Um, and that gives you a lot of flexibility in your thesis. You know, if you think the market will bounce soon, you'll keep the shares naked. If you think the market will maybe bounce later, maybe you roll or you open another covered call that is at a later date. Or if you think, you know, the, you don't think it's going to make another all-time high, you can adjust your strike maybe a little bit below the all-time high and have that be your new strike. There's just a lot of flexibility that you get that you don't get from cash-secured put that you do from a covered call. But don't get me wrong, cash-secured puts in this market would have worked too. But the way that I trade and the way that I think about the market um, that allows me to continue trading and make these very you know, aggressive plays, writing at the money, these covered calls at the money, um, I always wanna protect myself for the worst case scenario because I've learned a lot from my time of trading during the COVID crash this same exact strategy. And when I think the market is running too hot and I, I want to continue trading, I wanna trade in a way that benefits me the most on the way down. I don't look at the scenario of maximizing my gains in this sort of market. Um, and I think that's a unique perspective um, that I have uh, compared to many other, I guess, people, I don't know, regular people that trade that share their thoughts on Twitter or Reddit or something. Uh, in a very green market like this, I'm just continuing to do my own thing. I'm doing my strategy that's worked for me this entire time. I don't care about maximizing my, my profit here. I'm really just focused on my own cost basis or my cost bases or however you say the plural of that. Um, making sure that I'll be okay if any of my stock's correct because I'm writing cover calls at the money. But I'm very happy if the stock goes up because the amount of money that I'm getting for these cover calls that I'm writing is very good because it's a very green market. So it's the best of both worlds. If I maybe wrote cash secured puts that you know were three weeks out, you know, 45 days out, like a normal time, um, and the market corrected, I would feel stuck. And I don't know whether the market would bounce. Maybe it's just a continue of the uptrend. There's nothing to worry about. But that is the sort of area that I don't like to be in. I don't ever like to feel stuck in a position. So what I'll do is when I think the coast is clear, when I think the market is neutral, we have some up days, some down days, nothing's too crazy, then I'll start incorporating more cash-secured puts. Or if it's a smaller position, like maybe AMD or Shopify, I'll do cash-secured puts. But for the most part, you know, for a larger position, for say like NVIDIA or Costco, these stocks that cost a lot of money, that buying 100 shares means a lot of money, I will do a buy right instead of a cash-secured put because of the flexibility going downwards. And again, I'm very happy to report that I'm doing better than double than SPY by just not focusing on maximizing profits by timing the market with long calls or puts or some fancy strategy. I'm just doing what I do best and looking out for myself, my cost basis, and focusing on what makes me feel safe so that in the event that there is a market downturn that I will be okay because I know how to manage a 
poorly timed position because I'm not good at entering stocks at a good time. I'm not good at timing the market. But what I am really good at is managing a losing spot or a losing scenario. And to better benefit me in those spots, I'll set myself up for success that in case there's a downturn, I've already helped myself out a bunch by writing that at the money cover call. And lastly, uh, I want to just address what I would think might be a common concern with you know writing cover calls at the money. And again, I just want to reemphasize that in this current moment or in this current environment, when the market's very green, I'm not interested in maxing my profit. I just want profit because any strategy needs to benefit, I believe, in the long run um, when the stock market goes up. Because from the time the stock market has opened to now, which has been a very long time, Stocks have gone up, okay? There are many moments where stocks go down. I am a true believer in that, and you know that because of the way that I'm justifying this covered co- these covered calls in this environment. But there's a certain group of people that will say, if you're always writing covered calls at the money, you're really limiting your gains. And I think that is perfectly true. But right now, what I'm seeing from... My personal circle, some circles online, some other circles online, is that people are having cold feet. And I think better than having cold feet is continuing to trade because you've developed habits that help you sort of manage bad entries. People get cold feet because no one wants to buy the top. No one wants to commit their money at the top. But uh, you know, as you do this sort of trading style over time, you learn to manage your positions and your position sizing so that in the event that you do time it wrong, you're still going to be okay. And that's what I'm most proud of about my trading style is that as people you know, ease off the gas pedal, I'm still gas pedaling on. However, it's not for the fact that like, hey, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to 6x, 10x this portfolio i don't think that way i just keep the gas pedal on there because i just say well i believe in my strategy enough to just keep on going and i'll make adjustments as necessary but my strategy does not involve stopping um at least wholesale like i will trade less and less but i will not absolutely stay out the market which a lot of people might consider doing because the market is just so hot like why would you ever want to go in when the market's going to correct you know that's that's where the air quotes come in we don't know i don't know but this is some of some real trading strategy going on right now that again that has enabled me to continue trading feeling you know safer than average i do feel like we're going to have a correction soon that's just human nature in me that's just thinking that so you know this isn't a very like unique uh perspective you know the market has been so so hot but again i'm very proud of my own trading strategy um that you know it works when the market's going up it works when the market's going down um because maybe i don't make a whole lot you know as much as like someone that yolo's calls when the market goes up but you know, case in point, I make a good amount of money enough to beat at least SPY with the way that I'm trading right now. 
maybe in the next few episodes, may, my trading style will change little by little, week by week, uh, because I'm still adapting this as the market's going. Maybe the market starts cooling off and I start doing cash secure puts instead. Um, maybe the market gets even more green and I just do deeper in the money covered calls instead of in like at the money covered calls. There's so much room to make these micro adjustments uh, like a little bit at a time as the week and the market goes on. Um, and that's what makes trading exciting for me. So I hope some of this like real trader like feedback that I'm giving you guys is you know helpful or insightful because you know you can listen to all these YouTubers online talking about you know what they might be doing or you know what they think is best, um, but you I, it's really hard to believe. It's so hard to believe. I've done uh, some market research because I'm trying to go on YouTube soon. Um, and I'm looking into content creation, and what I'm seeing is a lot of people uh, that you know teach covered calls or um, you know talk about these option selling strategies, and they're making thousands of dollars a month. When they show the Robinhood portfolio of like millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's not their account, and in the thumbnail, that that's not their hand, you know, and it's very misleading. You know, I feel like I have a very unique angle because I do show all of my trades and I, I'm live on Twitch. I'm chatting. I'm like, I'm a normal person that's actually showing their trading terminal doing this stuff. So, you know, and, and by the way, ta-da, <laughs> that's, that's like my big announcement. I want to go on YouTube very, very soon. I'm already writing up some scripts on a few things. We're going on the thumbnail and title right now because that's very important. Um, but yeah. Yeah, very excited. Uh, happy that my performance is doing really well because I feel like that's going to attract a good amount of people. Maybe it attracts the wrong type of people, but you know, I'll learn and grow from that moment, and we'll see what happens from that. Um, but thank you so much. Sorry about the uh, unstructuredness of this podcast episode. Again, like last week, I was like cutting weight, and it was very distracting. Um, and we'll look to see that I'll take better notes for events that happen this week. I know we have a a lot of earnings next week so it should be pretty jam-packed episode and uh yeah thank you all for listening i appreciate all of you um it's an honor to you know have you listen to me for you know now it's about like 38 minutes straight you know um anyone that's willing to dedicate this much time to listen to you is always an honor um and um yeah i appreciate it so we'll go to the outro if you need to get it out of the car and go to work, go to work. Have a great day. Uh, otherwise, we'll go to the outro, a little bit of the 1% section, and then call it a day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. This podcast, the website, and stream are all made possible because I'm a patrons at patreon.com slash thetagang. Signing up helps keep the services up and alive as well as pay my own personal bills. I do the podcast, website, and stream full-time and is my primary source of income. I feel grateful to be able to do this full-time and my focus on providing the best service possible for free. The podcast, website, and stream are all free and they'll stay that way. Signing up for Patreon does give you a few perks, so check it out again at patreon.com slash if you're interested in helping support. All right, give a special shout out to my patrons here. Uh, we go by Young Rich, Y Teen, Vegeta Plank, Upstream Puddle, Turbo Ricky, The Jester, Techo Me Elmo, 
Sumatrix, Statistical Random, Slow Motion, Rustier, Rooster, North Brizzle, <laughs> Nala, Mr. Integrity, uh, Mods, Mememem, <laughs> McFly, Maltman1856, Major, Maestro XC, Louis, BG, um, Los Pepes, Lord Skeletor, KJ Martin, King Swift 6, Roman numerals are hard, uh, Kevlar22, Kaput, uh, K21 Butler, J Perkins 86, Grandpa 95, Fancy Wolf, Espresso Bean, um, EDC, uh, Denude 9000, Dang High, Chicken Dinner, Caveman, Can't Make Money, IRL, Bearded Savage, Banadushi, Avrilian, Arfman, Andy V, and Alexander Kerm. Oh, yeah. The list is getting longer and longer, and I'm so appreciative of everyone that's signed up recently. The Discord is really, really active and, um, you know, more active than usual. And I, I got to just say thank you to everyone that's just recently joined. I think the community just really loves you guys and uh, couldn't be more happy with the quality of people that have been joining. Like the the last few, you know, signups have been like very active members of the community that share their trades, willing to learn, asking questions, answering questions. It's it's a really good, it's a really cool thing to see. Um, because as, I don't know, I feel like as I go onto YouTube and stuff, there's gonna be some random people joining. Like I'm talking about like never heard of ThetaGate.com ever, the stream ever, or, you know, the podcast ever. Um, and they're gonna be like, where are the trades at? <laughs> you know, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but again, that's a problem for later and it's probably a good problem to have i think that's 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 more than i can ask for is just too many people joining um and i could figure that out later um ex i'm excited for tomorrow that's for sure um tomorrow wake up uh i don't have any more coffee that's the thing so i'm but I, i'm gonna put down my to-do list right now i'm gonna buy some coffee um probably on amazon i like getting the mcdonald's ground coffee um i've been using the keurig the, or the Nespresso pods, rather. Um, and I'm going to actually just stop that because I think it's just in this economy and me not having a 9-to-5 job, I think it's just a little bit too expensive for me to keep paying for. So um, and the Nespresso was a was a gift to my fiancé from you know, her friends. So uh, <laughs> don't think, like, I just bought the Nespresso. I'm not going to use it because my expectations were not met or I can't meet the expectations of it. It was a free gift. The trial pods were cool. We bought, like, a few more pods after that. Uh, <laughs> but we're going uh, – I think we're going back to the McDonald's grounds. Um, so that's going to be exciting. I hope it – hopefully it probably won't come by tomorrow morning. I'll just do – I'll do tomorrow morning raw, no coffee, no nothing, just enthusiasm and energy. And uh, we'll go with that. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, so I totally think I broke my thumb. Um, it bent all the way backwards. We're talking like my my nail hit the back of my... I know that sounds graphic. I'm so sorry if that's making you cringe. But my thumb went all the way back um, because I was getting out of their clothes guard. And if you don't know what that is, it's okay. It's a nerdy jujitsu term for... A move. I'm not gonna even try to explain it. Um, so my thumb went all the way backwards, and it really hurt. And it was during the match that I actually won. I hurt it pretty early into the match, and if anything, the pain from the, my thumb just made me so mad because I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to train. 
uh, like as well this week. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go in training tomorrow, and I tell myself I'm not gonna roll, but I'm no, I'm probably gonna roll. But anyway, gonna go tomorrow, gonna do whatever and try to survive the day. And then after the stream on Tuesday, I'm going to the doctors, and then they have the X-ray energy center right next door. So hopefully I could get a same day appointment for X-ray. Um, and yeah, I'm really hoping I don't have to wear a hand cast because that means I won't be able to effectively hold my mouse. And for those that go to the Twitch stream, dude, I use my mouse for everything. I mean, I'm on the computer all the time, so that's going to suck. Uh, but maybe, you know, I end up becoming really good with my left hand. I don't know. I buy a left-handed mouse. I don't, I don't freaking know. <laughs> um, so we'll see anything else um my weight cut i went from 166 which is one of the heaviest weights that i've ever weighed i've weighed 168 before i've, I've never seen that number I've, I've actually weighed 170 after a buffet before um like like a year after lockdown that was pretty bad uh, but this time i went from 166 and i weighed in at 151 um and that was crazy i was so hungry um weighed in the line to weigh in was hella long took like um maybe like 30 minutes and granted i showed up like an hour and a half early and that, there was already a line and there were so many kids in the front and they were all cutting because the parents of course are like hey these are just kids like they just let them be let's get them fed and you're not gonna be that adult that's like oh <laughs> I want to get weighed in. Um, you know, I don't care about your kids. Your kids could wait. They could starve. You don't want to be that person. I don't know. It's just an unspoken rule of jiu-jitsu weigh-ins. So you just let the kids go first. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, did that. Went to the comp. Comp was fun. And, then, of course, recording now today. Uh, plans for this week. Continuing to write the scripts for my YouTube videos. Um you know, I'm coming up some scripts from for some YouTube shorts, but I also want to get started on recording a good uh, YouTube video. And oh, oh man, it's hard differentiating yourself because I see a lot. Don't get me wrong; I think there's a lot of great financial videos on YouTube. It's just I don't want to just you know be a less good version of them if I'm not good at editing or I don't want to copy their format in case if they already have like a large audience. I don't want to be in like anyone's shadow essentially. I just want to make my own content very unique. And I know I have a unique perspective and a unique voice and a unique, um, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I know I could be unique and that's, that's what I'm, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying. And uh, it's hard putting that down into a recordable format on video because storyboarding is not something that I'm like used to actually. Um, in terms of scripts for the podcast, I just write down in a text document, right? Um, but for storyboarding on YouTube, it's just a little bit more than that, like angles of shots maybe. But I've thought about the like the humble approach of just like one still shot, but like, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to have my first YouTube video have like 70% retention. We're going we're going sky high because um, I think average retention is like 30 to 50% at most for like really, really good videos. Um, but if I make it jam-packed and I make the video short enough and I provide enough value 
people will watch the whole thing. So there's like multiple things I'm thinking like, I have my trades. That's my that's my ace in the hole. Okay, like I have a link that you go to thetagame.com/juni and you can see every single trade I've posted since 2019. That's pretty cool. It's like a really cool thing that I can have at the end of the video. It's just about filling the middle with good content, and that means like clickbaiting them into something that they expect. I've learned so much about like. You know, if the user sees a thumbnail and it's really exciting and then they click into the video and it looks really boring, they click off right away because the thumbnail uh, or the video didn't meet the expectations of the thumbnail. I'm learning all this stuff, which I'm noticing when I'm clicking on thumbnails and watching videos and clicking off. I'm like, oh, right, I just clicked off. <laughs> so I, this is just so fun to me. And picking up something like this is very new Um and uh, rather, I've been on YouTube before, but I've never put in this much effort in trying to make a good video. I've gotten lucky before where I've made videos for um, breakdancing where I didn't put in a whole lot of effort in the videos. I mean, my content, I to what well, I believe, was really good, and that carried the video. Uh, but in terms of like, editing, like I just put my camera down on a chair, and they recorded myself in, like, in the garage teaching a move. Um, but yeah. The times are way different now. Production quality is a lot higher. We also see tons of YouTubers um, retiring, and that's kind of sad. You know, Game Theorist is uh, retiring. Um, there's that meme cartoon guy that's retiring. There's that British guy that makes those random videos where they're very good and popular that's retiring. YouTube right now with the algorithm is just ruthless. There's a... There's this pressure for you to just to pump out all this great content for the chance of people like just watching your video to the end for, you know, what? Like ad revenue? So, yeah, I could see that being an uphill battle. But if I keep content generation like YouTube for fun, like if I keep it for fun and, you know, don't solely rely on it for income, I can see it being something that I do that can be very lighthearted and it'll feel lighthearted. Like I'm not trying to go on YouTube and pretend like, man, I'm the sickest trader alive because I've done this thing since 2019 and I'm super transparent. That's not the angle that I want to go for. Like I'm going for like, you know, uh, I've done this since 2019. Um, I'm just someone, I don't know, someone like you, just a regular person, see my performance here. And if you like it, come by the Twitch stream and say hi. So something like that. But it's, I also need to fill it with more stuff like, you know, I've written 376 covered calls in the last four years. Here are my results. And so some of my script includes like tallying up these results. And I have to first determine, hey, do these results, are these results meaningful? Like, can I make any sense of this to demonstrate to the user or to the listener or to the watcher that this is actually helpful? And I think it's cool like i'm doing some initial analysis of like yeah i made this much that's kind of awesome but it, you know like how do i really get to the user and say like this is why cover calls are important um because how to do a cover call that's easy but also kind of hard to do um online and i think a lot of people have, have it done the right way where people share their screen or their phone screen of them opening one on Robin Hood and kind of talking it through. So I don't want to make just another version of that. Um, so, yeah. So many different angles. Um, and 
it's it's on a topic of course I'm very passionate about so I'm really trying to have my debut feel feel very legit um let's see next week yeah going back to I guess my normal diet I'll start eating during the day um again and uh yeah kind of I'm kind of just excited for my I don't know my everyday to just be normal again for the last two weeks I've been cutting weight so um I'm I don't know this is just my body start starting to normalize like I'm super sore from yesterday from like sort of cranking on things and holding positions a little bit harder or you know longer than I normally would at like a practice because I was at comp um but I feel good I'm in good spirits I think right now I'm gonna end the recording uh I'm actually gonna take off after I upload this and schedule it to upload on Monday go to um this place that sells Vietnamese coffee, it's called Black Dot. It's super good. Um, and I, that's where actually Theta Gang was born. Um, I, I coded a lot of the initial code base of Theta Gang at that coffee shop. And I used to go there all the time up until lockdown. And then lockdown kind of changed my habits around where I don't go there to code anymore because I'm more comfortable at home. But, you know, I decided... Yeah, you know, today's kind of a nice day. It just finished raining really heavily, and the sun's coming out. So, you know, it might be kind of cute to go over there, sip on a sip on a coffee, and pull out my laptop and start coding away. Um, I think I'm trying to code in the ability to roll trades, but wow, dude, rolling trades touches so many different parts of the platform. It is nuts. So every single prototype I'm building is like, oh, right, this also needs to update. <laughs> so. Yeah, busy day. It will be a great week because we manifesting that into existence. Next week will be amazing, or this week will be amazing because, again, you're listening to this on Monday. Um, today, after you listen to this, you're going to have a great day. Uh, tomorrow will also be a great day, and the day after that will also be a great day, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, thanks again for listening. Appreciate you guys, and uh, I'll just talk to everybody next week. Okay? Bye-bye.